0: To the Board Game Community Show. I'm your host, Riley Stock. Join me as I get to know folks in this community. They could be designers or streamers, podcasters, YouTubers. Publishers, whatever, really anything with an at the end of its title is welcome here on the Board Game Community Show. Show. Welcome back to the Board Game Community Show. We are doing part two of the games Kimmy and I played over the summer. I'm joined again by my amazing, wonderful, spectacular, beautiful, insanely talented wife, Kimberly. Hey.
1: Wow. Uh, Insanely talented in what?
0: Insanely talented in what? Yeah. I can't say on there. Oh, geez. (laughs) Beating me at games. (laughs) I could never admit that. To these people. You just did. Oh, no. It was a trap. I fell right for your trap. (laughs) Wahaha. So, we are going to continue. That's right. I said continue correctly.
1: Good job.
0: Our games. So, we have 11 through 21 on this one. So, we went to Portland. Yeah, it was partial work and partial fun. And so while we were there, we went to Mox Boarding, which is a board game store and then they also have like a restaurant, board game cafe type thing. And so we got to hang out there, eat some appetizers, drink some drinks and just have a good time. We played quite a few games there. And uh, well, I guess we, we only, only played, played two. two. Yeah. Yeah. So the first game we played was Patchwork Valentine's edition.
1: Which I loved. I loved everything about it.
0: Yeah. It was really cute. You know, it was nice because normally I'm reading the rule book by myself and then I teach the game. But the rule book is like pretty brief and the setup is pretty quick. So we learned it in like five, ten minutes and we're playing it. And it's cool to have a cool two-player game like that. Uh, So in it, you're in the Valentine's edition, you're collecting chocolates. You're making like a box of chocolates. You're
1: making a box of chocolates.
0: In the regular edition, which we ended up buying afterwards, you get you're making a quilt. And it's just cute. It's a fun, cute game. Uh, Yeah. Do you have more? It's polyominoes again. So you're like that word. (laughs) You're going around and there's a little token. There's like a cupid token and you've circled the main board, which is essentially the time track where depending on what tile you take, you'll move uh, your player piece X amount of spaces. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and then you get in that one. What was it? You got, like, little Godiva chocolates or whatever, Ferrero shaped. You got
1: little pralines.
0: Pralines. That's what it was.
1: And it was super cute. I think I already said that. Yes. It was, like, so you have the timekeeping board in the middle, and then you have the Tetris, the poly. Polyomino. Polyamino. I was going to say something else. Polygamy? Yeah. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Polyamorous?
1: Yes. (laughs) You put the pieces in a circle around the timekeeping board. And then you just, like, can buy...
0: Three in front of.
1: Three in front of the little Cupid. Or the little... Token. Token, yeah. Yeah. And then you can get a seven by seven...
0: Which she always gets the seven which by I seven. Which I always
1: get the seven by seven part. And you also get negative two points for every space that you did not fill in.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Which was kind of crazy. And then the preludes, or in the original game, the buttons um, are your points. And I won by one point. No. Riley won by one point the first time.
0: Yeah, our first game it was one to two. Yeah. Like you had one point, I had two points. Our second game was significantly different.
1: I like dominated the second game. Yeah. I knew what I was doing and I killed it.
0: It was like twenty two to twelve.
1: I don't even think you had twelve, babe. I think you're being I actually a little... I think I had eight. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah, so I got absolutely slaughtered. But I still had an absolute blast because it's fun building out your box. well, we we bought the quilt one, so our second time playing it, we made quilt. and, and then we played quilt. it
1: with your you played it with your mom after that.
0: Yeah. And, and then she really liked it. She really liked it, and they actually bought it. Oh, they did. Oh, wait,
1: no they bought builty.
0: They bought builty. But they added that to their cart or their wish list. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll buy it or not. Um, but which is pretty significant. They're not necessarily like huge gamers. My mom is adorable, but she like she needs a very simple game.
1: I think you're not giving her enough credit. I think she doesn't want to play more intense games. Not that it needs to be simple.
0: Right. Oh well, that's what I mean. Oh okay. Not like I'm Sorry. saying my mom's a dummy. <laughs>
1: no, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying like she choose. She's very picky about her games that she plays.
0: Yes. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. She likes a. More casual game, yes. so that I because then you can like talk and like uh, with a heavier game, it's nicer to be focused on the game. And I don't, I think she would rather have like the social aspect. So yeah, which version do you prefer?
1: I I don't know. That's hard. I kind of want to play the Halloween version, or sorry, Halloween,
0: Halloween,
1: <laughs> all Halloween, <laughs> um game, and there's another Americana, I don't want to play that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I added those three, I'd like to see which one I appreciate more, but I did like that the uh, money in the original game is buttons, or buttons. I really like that.
0: Yeah, that was really cute. I like the original more than the chocolates, because I think the chocolates... Although they look different, it's not as pretty when you're done.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: The quilt looks like a cool quilt. Yeah. Know. And the box of chocolates looks kind of like a scattered box
1: of chocolates. Yeah, it doesn't really flow as much as the quilt, I guess. So I, I think I do like the original better, but I do want to play the Halloween one.
0: Yeah, I would definitely play the Halloween one. I think that would be fun. They have would quite a few. Would you play the few.
1: Americana version?
0: I mean, I would play it. I wouldn't want to own it. I don't know. That's a boring. (laughs) The
1: really cool thing about the cafe, the board game cafe place that we went to is you could get 50% off the game that you played. Yeah. If you liked it. Yeah. I guess you wouldn't buy it if you didn't like it. (laughs) But what I'm saying is like you get 50% off for just like playing the game there.
0: Yeah. So when we were done, we waved our server down and said, Oh, they said we can get a." coupon and she's like yeah what game and she wrote down the game name and we went into the store part and then brought that coupon to them and bought it yeah got the discount it was like wow that was weird
1: that was weird we also brought bought project l at that place oh yeah we
0: bought bought project l um we also i'll take us to our next game build z we bought build z there we didn't (sighs) play it there so, but we'll talk about it right now because it does kind of tie into that. And I should have put it in that same category. So Build Z, we yeah. also played that with my mom at that cabin trip and my yeah. dad. It's, it's fun. It was one that you were drawn to. If anybody's played 10Z, 10Z is kind of like a speed game where you have 10 dice and you have to do different tasks according to whatever the card says. So the same people who made that made Build Z. Go ahead.
1: So you have eight pieces and they're 3D shapes. And again, it's like Tetris. I'm not gonna say that word because I'm gonna say it wrong. Polly. Amino. Amino. It's okay. Anyway, Tetris shapes. Tetris shapes. I was gonna say something bad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um and you're stacking them based on a card that you get. It gives you a picture of how to stack them. And you stack them and you try to be the first one to get your tower done without falling. And you say, build when you're done. Yeah. And then another version is you have, you have a deck of cards and you flip over a card and then that's your starting piece. And then you just keep flipping over cards and you keep building your tower and you try and make it work. And then when you're done, you say, Buildsy. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's fun. It's fun to just do all of these different modes. They had four different competitive modes. They had like a co-op mode. They had, We didn't play the co-op mode or anything, but it's, I think it's really cool. There's an expansion, which I told you not to get. And then my parents actually ended up buying.
1: Yes.
0: So, and it looks cool. They add more challenges. Like you can only do this one with one hand. You can only do this Or it's like they're scattered throughout, but they're numbered. So one might be on the lower left, two might be in the middle, but you have to build it in order. So it's like a puzzle for your brain.
1: Yes. And they also, on the other side of the card, they have a challenge side, which is not colored. It's just yellow background and black shapes, which is, I guess, more of a challenge.
0: Yeah. Because all of the polyominoes are like, all of the reds are this shape. All of the blues are this shape. And so when you're looking at the normal mode one, it shows you the shape and the color. Some double coating there, I suppose. So then on the other side, it's just a, she- a silhouette of the shapes. And so you have to build the tower using that.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Although it's a speed game and I'm very competitive, I, I never won. Oh, I take that back. I won one round.
0: With my parents.
1: With his parents. And then we just kind of played with each other, like a. Just like, we ran through each mode really quickly. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah,
0: I liked it. All right, next one. <clears throat> At the board game cafe, we played Onitama. Ugh. I went to go grab a different game, and this is one that last time Chris from Tabletop Express he has recommended this one to me so many times. It's like a. Very simplified but varied version of chess. So you've got like I can't remember if it's four pieces. You have like four pawns. I think it's
1: and five. I emperor. think one emperor right. two and two. So that's five. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Four oh sorry. Pawns and one emperor.
0: No, you're good. Um, I was saying it slowly. So your goal and, and it's like a five by five board probably yeah something like that maybe five by six who knows anyways your goal is to get your emperor to the other side the center square on their other side where their emperor starts or to capture their emperor and so you've got two cards and those two cards tell you what way you can move and they're not all chess type some of them are just you can move forward or left and right one space. Sometimes it's like you could move diagonal or uh, diagonal up or diagonal down or something like that. Like they have specific areas you can move. And so you get to choose which one of your five pieces you get to do that with. And so it's very puzzling. But then once you use that, you put it to the right of you and then you take a, the card that's put to the left, which And later would be the card your opponent gives you. And so then you take that card and now you're using it. So whatever I use, I am now giving to my opponent to use against me later. And so I think that's very clever.
1: I do think that's clever. Yeah, I will give it that.
0: So there's some like thinkiness to it, but you are not a chess person.
1: No, at a certain point, I was just like, please take me out of my misery. Like, end this.
0: Yeah, I had delayed the game a little bit. I could have won like two or three turns before that. But I was like, well, maybe I'll give drag it out just a little bit to see if she starts to catch on or likes it more. And, and at a certain point, I was like, okay, I can end this in like another turn or two. So do you want me to? And she was like,
1: yes. Please. Yes, please. I just, my brain can't think that way. Like I can't think. I'm too impulsive is the problem. And so I'll just like go and I won't think of the consequences of my actions,
0: which is very like lost ruins of Arnak for me. I'm thinking way far ahead. And that's why my turns sometimes take way longer, but then it, you, a lot of times it ends up paying off in certain games where you can puzzle things out that way.
1: Yeah, My brain just doesn't work. It was a very clever game and I'll give it to it, give it to them. And I feel like there's lots of people who would enjoy it. It's just not a game for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to play it more with people who it would be their game. You know, I, I think it would be a lot of fun with the right person. And then that's another two player game only. And so then we went and grabbed Takedo and we got the game set up.
1: Oh, and I was so excited.
0: And then, no rule book. They were missing the rule book. And so then we Uh. packed up the game. I took it back to the front and they're like, Oh, we're so sorry. Uh," You know, like, and I looked at some other games and I was like, all right, it's kind of late. And, and I don't think there's any other games that are like specifically, we really, really want to try at this moment or that wouldn't have, they looked like a bigger teach type thing, or they were recommending like super simple games. And I was like, I really don't want to do like a, child's card game level
1: maybe i would have
0: maybe you would have i don't know so
1: it was fun i enjoyed it
0: yeah and they announced the tokaido two player one like a week or two after we got home um so eventually we'll do that so then when we the day we were leaving i got to uh chris from board game hot takes He lives up in the Portland area and I got to go over there and we met him, his wife, one of, I don't know how many children he has, but at least one of his children. And we got to hang out, chat, eat breakfast, play a game. And so they taught us canvas and
1: side note. Yeah. Their house was beautiful. Yes. And they lived by a river and there were bunnies, wild bunnies in their backyard. And it was amazing.
0: Yeah. It was like snow white because not only were there wild bunnies that were just like hopping around, but they had bird feeders. And so they would, the birds would constantly go to that bird feeder and then also just be on the ground. And so it would be like bunnies and birds.
1: It was beautiful. Just
0: mixed together, hanging out and chilling. It was gorgeous.
1: Anyway, sorry, I just had to say that.
0: No, I was probably going to bring that up at the end of <laughs> this, like, after the game. But, yeah, it really, really was. We talked about that on the stream last night, too. Like, Tim said, what did you think of their house? Like, <laughs> what did you think of their place? I was like, oh, my gosh. Got a gush about it on that. So, oh, so I mean, spoiler now, because we just recorded part one and part two in on the same night. But we're breaking it into two parts to make uh, release a little easier. And because next week we'll be really busy with you going back to school Ugh. and work or work. Really,
1: Let's not talk about it.
0: Okay. Sorry. So we played with them. Canvas. Canvas is so cool. I really it, like spoiler. I loved it. I wish that I backed the Kickstarter. I wish I backed the expansion and just there's did an the expansion? whole thing. Yeah. Oh, so in canvas you have these translucent cards and they just have, like one art thing on them. So it might be like a child. It could be a kite, a tidal wave, a clothesline, just random, random art. And you are collecting these pieces and combining three of them to make a, a, a masterpiece. I don't know, like it, they're really cool, unique things. And then there's at the bottom five different colors. And then each of those colors have like different shapes that can be in it or or icons that can be in it. And then there's four scoring methods uh, and those can change from game to game. And so you have different ways of scoring and you want your painting to hit as many scoring methods as possible. Is that a fair description?
1: Um, I think I really liked... In their version, which was the Kickstarter version, right? Yeah. The ribbons that you earned were like a wooden tile ribbon. And in the version we have, it's just cardboard and it's a little little lackluster.
0: Yeah. I've thought about actually maybe giving away ours or selling it or something. I don't know. And then going and buying the deluxe version (laughs) just because it is so much nicer. I also feel like their game, I don't know, maybe it's because they played it more but also our game mat on the regular edition was like, cause we bought it afterwards on the way home and, and it's like more wrinkly. I feel like
1: it's probably just hasn't been used as much, but Maybe I really like it. it. And I like the objectives that, well, we've only played the starter objectives. Yeah. Which I love getting all the colors in my uh, painting. And I love getting all the shapes in my paintings But I hate the double triangles because (laughs) I could never get the double triangles, but I still appreciate the objective.
0: Yeah, I think it's really cool. It'll be fun to be able to like just shuffle random objectives in and put it in. But every time we've played it, we've played with new players. So we've played it three times. We were the new players the first time. And then we taught it to some friends that were visiting in town. uh, And then we took it on the family vacation and played it there. But it's I feel always like a it's, hit.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's been a hit and people have liked it.
0: Yeah, because it's one of those – it's the same thing as Cascadia. When you're done playing the game, you've got this beautiful artwork in front of you. Or
1: silly. Like, it could be silly. Or Another silly. thing is they have, like, half a name. They have, like, the right side of the card has a name and the left side of the card has a name, even though I did the opposite with my hands. <laughs> um, and I then it makes that. a title and the titles are usually – Funny or ominous. They're just
0: Yeah, it's like like Nightmare is Dream. (laughs) You know, like they've just got different titles and they usually fit pretty well. You're like, oh yeah, okay. There's like death hanging out in there and there's
1: This works.
0: (laughs) Butterfly or yeah, whatever it is. So it's cool. It's very clever and I could see I don't know, it's just fascinating.
1: I, I really enjoyed it. I did really well the first time we played. Actually, I think I did well all the times we played.
0: Yeah, i sure did. Which makes me
1: extra like the game.
0: <laughs> Fair. Um, okay, so Canvas. Do you, yeah. do you have anything more there?
1: Oh, we we're going to do some some, some,
0: some, I know, we'll do that at the end. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. And we'll do it. We'll go back and do that. Yeah, no, you're fine. So next up, on the way home, we stopped by, we stayed the night in Boise we've we got a later start. And my board game design mentor, John Woods, he lives there. He designed Making Manhattan, fantastic wallet game. And he, every game I've played of his is just brilliant. I, I think it's, he comes up with these really cool, clever games. So be on the lookout for more of his games coming soon, I'm sure. He's... You're going to see so many of them. Yeah, he's great. Anyways, we got to uh, play with him. Uh, We met up at a board game store and we played Solar Draft.
1: Was that the one with the moons and the planets?
0: Yeah, and it's really cute. Like, so at the beginning, you just pick a sun, right? Like you're a sun and they are different faces on them. So it's like you might have like an angry sun or a nerdy sun or I don't know what else was there. It's just yeah, sad, and um, and then there's different planets, and the planets all are different colors, and depending on their colors, they're themed. So blue ones are depressed, red ones are angry, green ones are mischievous, whatever it is. I can't remember all of them. Um, and you're trying to build first to nine, right?
1: Eight, because in this oh, game, that's right, they don't count Pluto as a planet. Yeah. Which it is. I'm saying it here and I'm sticking to it.
0: <laughs> Hear about Pluto? That's messed up. <laughs> so, and then, um, so those planets that you play, you're playing it from like left to right. So you have to play them in order. Um, but you'll play it and then it might have scoring conditions on it. So it might be like if this is your smallest planet in your system then you get X amount of points. If the planets next to this are bigger than this planet, you get X points, whatever it is.
1: You also can collect moons, which I really liked. Yeah. And you get like each card says like, if you have two moons orbiting this planet, you get double the points. And It it was just fun. I liked it.
0: Yeah. It's a really, really cute game. Fun, clever, simple enough to teach. And yeah, it's it was cool. We actually ended up last week. We went to a board game design meeting, and they had like clearance shelves, and that was in there. And so we bought it. Probably got it for like four dollars.
1: We got it less than four dollars because we got two games.
0: Well, the total it I think $5. was five dollars. Oh yeah, it didn't even get to six. Yeah. So we bought two things, and it totaled like five eighty. Or something.
1: Yeah, something crazy like that.
0: Yes, we probably got it for like three or four bucks. Anyways.
1: It's a cute game and I'm surprised it's not more popular.
0: Yeah, like we hadn't, I'd never heard of it until I played it with John. Until he busted it out. I was like, oh yeah, this looks cute.
1: Yeah, I was like, the moment I saw the artwork, I was like, I'm in it. Like, this is a game for me.
0: Yeah. And then we played one of his games, which I, I don't think we can talk about, but again be excited for that.
1: Yeah, it was super fun.
0: Yeah. I won't dive into it. <sighs> I want to though. All right. Next, Dust in the Wings. All we are is Dust in the Wings. Oh, no, that's not right. That's not right.
1: <laughs> that's not right.
0: There's no right. So, Dust in the Wings is a butterfly game. There's a bunch there's three different colors. You've got blue, red, yellow. And You've got a grid. I don't know what it is, like six it's, by six. Yeah,
1: it's like a meadow. It has flowers on it, and you're trying to get the perfect picture. Oh, that's of what the it is. Yeah, butterflies. Yes, and so you either try and get like the right formation or the right color combination.
0: Yeah, and so there's different. There's three kind of formation ones and then three um, color combination goal cards and each round you'll add a time token to the color cards because the butterflies are always flying around you know you gotta your goals are changing but the you'll get black and white gems on them and once you get once you would put a fourth gem on it it clears from the board and a new one goes out or if you end up fulfilling it, then you take it and then replace it.
1: And you get those gems are worth points and that's how you win.
0: Yeah. And then the formation cards are just always there and you'll take it once you do it, but they will be like, get three adjacent squares with the same number of butterflies in it.
1: Or it'll be like, get four in a row with 13 or more butterflies.
0: Yeah. Like amongst those four, that shape it shows, uh, get 14 or more butterflies. Yeah.
1: It's a really fun game. My mom really likes it. And she's really good at it. She is. She wins every time.
0: Yeah. And every time she's like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: All over again. (laughs) When we were growing up, she's like not good at try bond and then everyone would be like i don't want to be on her team and then she'd slaughter us and so we wrote a little note that says don't believe mom that says (laughs) because she says she's not good at try bond in the box
0: funny so silly so the the game's really good i feel like i'm not great at it but i still have fun because on your turn what you're doing is you'll take one square of butterflies however many butterflies are in there and then you get to like make a path and so you can't double back or go diagonal you just have to move orthogonally <laughs> orthogonally uh and and place one butterfly there one butterfly there and you get to choose which color so if one tile, one square has five butterflies i pick all five up and then i'll put one in the next tile one in the next then i'll go up one then i'll go to the right
1: but you can't go diagonally
0: but you can't go diagonally i said that
1: oh sorry sorry sorry
0: no you're good So I think it's really clever, really simple, pretty quick to play. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. And then, oh, man, on family vacation, this is an oldie but a goodie. We played Farkle.
1: Farkle. Fark, Fark, Farkle.
0: (laughs) I got to sneeze. Um. So I grew up, and we called it Rollum. I would play Rollum with my grandparents, and it was a lot of fun. Some of my fondest memories just sitting around the table playing Rollum with them. And Farkle is like a commercialized version of that. Like we just had a dice cup and a and dice, which is what this is, but. Um, There's a couple of small rule changes and I'm always like, Oh, I just want to play my grandparents version
1: because there's one rule where if you get three ones, right, you get like 10,000 points, 1000, 1000 points, which is like ridiculous. But yes, I want to play that way.
0: Yeah. Because it speeds up the game. And when you roll three ones in this in Farkle, you only get 300 points, which is just what it's worth. If you rolled them all separately and it's like, what's the point then? Why would I, that's terrible. You know, drives me crazy.
1: We played with a lot of people. I know, So each round was really long. But it was still fun. But my sister was getting super frustrated and it was hilarious. And uh, there was just like one end of the table that had really bad luck. And the other end was like killing it. Which was my side. I was killing it.
0: And I went from first or I went from last. I was like dead last for a long time. And then I ended up catching up and being second place for a while. I got into first place for a little while and then fell down to second and then your sister who was on the other end and had terrible luck in like one round she went from like second or third to last to second place. Yeah. And it was like oh my
1: gosh are you kidding me? Oh no. It's just like a game of luck and for some reason ones and fives are like the golden key, I don't get it,
0: yeah. But it's just, yeah, arbitrary. You know, ones are worth 100, fives are worth 50, everything else isn't worth anything <laughs> unless you roll them paired with something else, yeah. Um, but the game is normally that I mean, it's not even that quick of a game normally, but we had like 10 or 12 people, and so it took, I think it was like three hours. It
1: took three hours to play Farkle, and it was <laughs> by the end, I was just like, I'm done, I don't care if I win. Which is really strange for me.
0: But you'd won.
1: But of course I won.
0: She won by a lot. (laughs) So, all right. That's Sparkle. That's Sparkle. Yeah. Dice. Push your luck. Push your luck dice rolling game. Uh, Next, we have Codenames Duet.
1: Love Codenames Duet.
0: And also, I guess, just Codenames. We played both. So with the Friend and Foe Adventure Co. crew... One night we had, or one day we were missing one of our players. And so we just played some code names and that was a lot of fun.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. I joined in late.
0: You, Yeah. You joined in late because yeah, we were playing three people and then four, you really need four people to do competitive, but we also played cooperatively duet. Uh, we just did it on. Yeah.
1: We also played at Bear Lake.
0: Yeah, we played at Bear Lake, and we played with my parents.
1: Oh yes, we played at the cabin too. So, and I just feel like when me and Riley, Riley and I, yeah, are on a team, we just dominate. We really we know do. what each other is thinking.
0: It drives me crazy though because I'm a lot of times the clue giver because Kimmy gets nervous about it. Yes, and so if we're playing with other people, I'll be like snake. Three. And she'll be like, oh, you know, worm. And somebody else will be like, oh, well, worm's not a snake. And I'm just like, Kimmy gets it. Kimmy knows me. Why don't you (laughs) trust her? You know, but really I'm sitting there straight face just stewing about it. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, Kimmy knows. Kimmy knows. Yeah.
1: But I, I really like duet because it's cooperative in a way where you're trying to get all the assassins Oh no, not the assassins, the agents. Agents yeah. before time runs out.
0: Yeah, it's not cooperative in a way, it's just cooperative. Uh,
1: Cuz the other side has their agents and you have your agents, so it's like
0: You have to get all of the agents. I okay, it's cooperative. Yeah, it's full cooperative. Cuz like we share three agents. One of the assassins on our side is a agent for them like you you want all of the agents revealed by the end so if we finished all of our agents and they had three left we would stop giving clues obviously and they would just do it and hopefully we can finish it in time
1: yeah (laughs) it is cooperative yeah
0: code names duet code names regular both amazing i definitely yeah i prefer duet
1: yeah i would like to do the goals Oh, like yeah. the world traveling the world or however it yeah, is. Yeah, there's like a
0: campaign. I
1: would I would like to try that, but whenever we play, we play with the two dodo head agents that gives you more time. But yeah. I think with the campaign you have to take those
0: Well in the campaign out. it tells you how many clues you have. Like so that's what those uh, they're civilians and those they're time tokens. So there might be Up to 11, I think, is the max, or 12, I can't remember. And so if you do a wrong guess and it's not the assassin or an agent, you put a civilian on there. But um, if you guess all of the clues, so if it was like snake three and you were like worm, hose, uh, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) Uh, then you would flip it over. Or you would, uh, you'd flip over one of those civilian tokens to show that you successfully had a, took that turn. Yes. So whether you like get it or not, you are flipping one of, you're using one of those tiles, and then once those are gone, time's have, up. Yeah, time's up, and you have unlimited guesses at the end, but you have all the clues that you
1: need? Exactly.
0: So really clever. I don't know. It's just it's just a good game.
1: It's so unique and so simple. simple that it's just it's just enjoyable. It's a good time. Good party game.
0: Yeah. I don't know if this was during the summer, but was Snake Oil? Yes. Okay. I think that was the beginning of summer.
1: Yes, because I didn't have school the next day, and I was really excited.
0: Yeah. So we also played Snake Oil <laughs> online with the Friend and Foe Adventure Co. group. And that, we played the adult version, so it had, like...
1: Don't get into details. No, no,
0: I won't... This is a family-ish, friendly podcast, but, you know, it had very uh, adult words in it. I mean, it's it's almost like code names. Like, you have a hand of nouns, and you combine them to make a product. So it might be, like, glass... Uh, hair. Glass hair. And so... But you have like five different cards, so I'm going to choose like glass hair, and then there's a person who is the like the target, the the consumer, and they have an occupation, so they might be a teacher, musician, musician or a teacher. Yeah. So then my goal is to sell her my product, and other people have their products. They might have like grass gloves or whatever.
1: Ooh, I would wear glass clothes.
0: <laughs> I would not because I'm allergic. <laughs> so then, knowing Kimmy and maybe and knowing her occupation, you know, I might. What was my, the one I did? Glass hair. I might be like, oh, think about how shiny. Like, do you ever get sick of having to wash your hair? Well, with this, you can just spray Windex on it, and voila, it's done. You never have to do it. You just have to clean it with Windex once a once a week, whatever.
1: Yeah, right. Sitting windows or glass once a week. I don't know. I'm just throwing (laughs)
0: things out. (coughs) And so everybody goes around and pitches their own product. And then the person who's the consumer chooses which one they would buy.
1: Yes, it was very inappropriate and it was very fun.
0: Yes, it was. Great time. So then we have Rummy Cube. My grandma was in town. We went and we played rummy cube because she loves that game i love that game it's 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 a good one it's a classic
1: i grew up and i played it a lot
0: yeah same well I, i played it quite a bit growing up i think but in it it's yeah you've got like numbered tiles and you need a certain amount to go down and then you can play on the field once you're down and you're doing sets or runs um and they're different suits, essentially, different five, four or five different colors.
1: Did you say you have to have 60 points to lay down? Or is it 30? I
0: think it's 30.
1: You have to have a certain amount of points to lay down the first time. So at the beginning, you might be pulling tiles instead of laying down.
0: Yeah, because if you can't make a move, you have to draw a new tile. So it's tricky. There is a lot of luck in that game. But there's also like cleverness, especially once you're down. And there's all these things because then you can like rearrange things to make it work to play one tile. Sometimes you're arranging things for like two minutes just to play one tile.
1: It's <clears throat> it's kind of intense and they like played it really intense and I got really excited at one point because I drew a tile that I needed <laughs> and they were like, Ooh, can't play cards with her and Don't I Don't play like, poker with Don't Kimmy. Don't play poker with Kimmy and I was like, This isn't poker. I can get excited about drawing a Child,
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was fun. I it was that. fun. Okay, next one. We already did builds.
1: We already did buildsy.
0: So, oh, Fallout Shelter.
1: Ah, uh, yes, we played it twice this summer.
0: Yes, and that one, Worker Placement. I mean, very similar to like Lords of Waterdeep in a couple ways. You've got your starting vault, so it's based on the video games. Um, and there's actually a Fallout Shelter mobile game that I had to delete because I spent way too much money on it <laughs> and loved it. And I almost downloaded it again after playing the You should. Game. I should. You like it. Yeah, and I would I think now I've had more experience with mobile games and resisting the urge to just buy stuff.
1: Unlike me. Impulse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you do great. <laughs> And so what it is, is you want to be the overseer of this fall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nuclear bombs have gone off. They've desolated the world and you're living in this fallout shelter. And so you want to be the big boss, big cheese of it. And so you're competing with your uh, competitors. Gosh, competing with your competitors. (laughs) (laughs) Competing against opponents. To be to make the people of the vault the happiest, and so you've got these cool little vault boys. I don't know. You, I can't remember what you call them. She has a gripe about that.
1: I have a gripe. There were no women except for there was one woman villain, and I was just like, "This isn't cool. Yeah. This is not cool."
0: Yeah. Which oops, <clears throat> which I definitely get. Uh, but thematically with the game, the the pieces, the pawns that you're using, your workers, they're all the, the vault tech, uh, like, mascot, and they're different, like, um, the different stats, which are special. That's the acronym they use for strength, perception, endurance, ch- charisma, intelligence, agility, luck, and that was pretty good. That was
1: pretty good. <clears throat> I would have just done random adjectives (laughs) and been like, yeah, that's what it stands for.
0: (laughs) So, um, anyways, but everybody has their own floor on the vault, but you can go into other people's floors to use the rooms and gain those, uh, those, uh, benefits.
1: You have energy, food, food, and water.
0: Yeah. Water's the hardest. And... So you can go in your elevator, you can build a room on your floor, or you can go around to other places, you could get more workers. So there's like a lot of different stuff you can do. You can go out into the wasteland and get an item. There's, yeah. And then at the end of the, well, technically at the beginning of each round, you roll to see if any monsters come onto your floors. And at the end of the game, a monster is worth like negative one or two points. I can't remember. And they block a space. So not great. And you get a benefit from them. One of our complaints.
1: I feel like there's not enough reward for beating the villains. There's usually just like a smiley face, which is happiness. And you, whoever has the most happiness at the end of the game wins. I feel like it should be double whatever is on the card or something cuz it's just not enough. Here's a big kitty. My kitty.
0: We live by an airport so you can hear a helicopter flying by. But yeah, I agree. I feel like it's the the bad guys are actually fairly hard to beat sometimes and there's some items that can help mitigate that. But yeah, they're like, hard.
1: You have to roll 8 or higher. In order to beat most of them Or six or higher I think
0: seven was the average
1: Okay, Because seven's
0: an average roll
1: It's it's a little hard
0: Yeah And so But then you're right actually I guess seven was like sort of the average roll But then there There was like one or two that were sixes And then there was
1: A lot more that were
0: like eight nines um, Than sixes Yeah so that part was tricky, but it also, those were on translucent cards. Which was cool. Which was cool. So you would put them down and it would be, look like they're in the rooms of your vault, uh, no matter where you placed it. So that was really clever. I I super loved the game.
1: I, I really liked it the first time we played. I had a good time. The second time, there was just too much going on.
0: Yeah, we That's played it, made
1: it hard. Harder.
0: We played it on a family vacation uh, with your parents sister and her husband and there were like kids going crazy like people got home from doing something and then that was like super distractible it was like I was having fun but it was also like brought down a lot my I I feel so bad because well uh, your brother-in-law he really liked it he was like oh I love it like I would buy this this is so great
1: but my sister was like, eh.
0: Yeah, she was like, I didn't like it very much. But it took like two or three hours. I can't remember how long.
1: It took a long time. And when we played with his uh, Riley's nephew, the three of us...
0: Yeah, the first time we played it...
1: It was pretty quick.
0: Yeah, we played it in like 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, and we caught on like... His nephew was like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. We all knew what we were doing. Yeah. But for some reason... Playing with four players in a very distractible area was just chaos.
0: It was. And I felt so bad because, like, that game should not take two and a half hours or whatever it took. Yeah. Like, it was. So, I can understand why that was ruined. But I loved it. I I really do love the game. I think there's a lot of cool stuff and cool choices and strategies. So. I agree. All right. Oh, the final game. Ready? (sighs) Oh, she's oh. I
1: know what it is.
0: Yeah, you can see my list.
1: I can see the list.
0: Yeah, number 21 is my all-time favorite game. I swear I didn't put it on like this. Like um, these these last ones are games that we played with other people. So that's like the category there. All right. So, the last one, my favorite game of all time. Drumroll. <laughs> Spirit Island. Woo. Are you wooing or booing?
1: You know what I'm doing. You're
0: booing. (laughs) Uh, So we played with, uh, with a local designer here. He designed, he's the designer of the upcoming game, paperback adventures, which is probably the game I'm most excited for this year to deliver. Um, Anyway, Sky Larson and his wife Caroline. And it was really fun to have them over. Like, we, they came over, we went, we had Thai food. Oh, it was
1: delicious. We talked.
0: Like, such an awesome couple. Uh, if you're listening, let's play, let's play games again.
1: Game night.
0: Game night. Um, so, super great people. Uh, and they both play Spirit Island, they love Spirit Island. Kimmy's played a couple times and she said, like, I can see the potential, but she, I don't know, like the first time she played it, she did okay. And she was like, it was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, The second time we played it, we played it with your sister and her husband and it was late and I tried to teach it with the expansion and it was chaos. And it ended up like we played for two and a half hours and it we was, just called it. We're we like, called
1: it. We're done.
0: Yeah. So this time they came over, uh, Sky and Caroline came over and we were, I, I had a lot of fun, but halfway through I read my player board. I was like focused on some other things, like trying Helping to help, me. help Kimmy a little. So I wasn't super focused. I played a spirit that I had played before, but I forgot that it's growth had two parts. So you do normally on most of them, you do one growth on this one. You do part one growth and part two growth. And I didn't realize it until like halfway through the game. And then after that, the game started getting like progressing, uh, which was a huge deal.
1: I still have a favor to catch it.
0: Oh yeah. She had for
1: playing spirit Island because we played it for five, five hours. hours. Yeah. Five hours for a game that I don't quite understand. But you
0: did way better. Like, yeah, I did help you on quite a few parts, but there was plenty of times where you're making your own decision. So Spirit Island, if you don't know already, uh, that's a, um, it's like a reverse colonialism game. So there's these invaders coming and invading this island you have you are playing as the spirit of the island. Uh, there is a bunch of different spirits to play, very asynchronous, of like different abilities and different styles, and you are trying to get rid of these invaders. And sometimes you can directly impact them. Sometimes you have to like influence the Dahan, which are the local people, to get rid of them. Or sometimes you can like manipulate. The, the system.
1: The just system, kidding. yeah.
0: <laughs> like So the expansion, we, we played with all the expansion stuff, which was so great for me. Jagged Earth, I think, is so great. Those tokens that add, like, Badlands, uh, Wilds, Beasts, um, Plants. I don't know what they're called. Overgrowth. Anyways, Strife. They. I think that adds so much to it. Having events in the uh, deck adds a lot to it. I just... The game is amazing to me. And I'm so thankful that you played it. I know that you still have a favor um, because I traded a favor. I gave her two favors for playing it.
1: I don't remember what my first favor, what I cashed in was.
0: It was probably shopping or buying something. Probably.
1: But afterwards, I'm like, I need another favor to cash in.
0: Yeah. And I was like, that's fair. You were a trooper. That was a five-hour game.
1: And I had a positive attitude. I want everyone to know that. I did not gripe. I just played the game.
0: Yeah. I think there was one point where you were, like, it was getting late and near the end, and you were just like, just play for me.
1: No, I just said, like, I don't know what to do. Oh, okay.
0: Fair enough. You did great, though. I mean, five hours. Yeah. It was a long time. Five
1: (laughs) hours playing a game that I already said I didn't quite understand.
0: Yeah. I think that I could have sped it up if I had understood my spirit from the beginning if i remembered that it was a two-part growth thing i bet that would have taken out an hour saved us an hour maybe an hour and a half i don't know it really was like because it was a significant thing like i kept thinking like how am i not like i feel like i'm just stuck normally your spirit grows and gets more powerful as the game goes on but i reached a certain point and i was like i'm just maintaining and it was driving me absolutely bonkers So
1: I was playing as a spirit that looked somewhat similar to the Iron Giant, which I was happy about. Uh, Yeah. Be good.
0: Hi, Zoe. There's our cat, our one of our cats saying hello.
1: I think we've had all three cats visit this podcast session.
0: Yeah, one just wasn't vocal. All right. So let's hold on. Oh, go ahead.
1: We played Isle of Cats.
0: Oh, we did play Isle of Cats. Oh man. Yep, that was more recently and I didn't I think we played it after I made this list. Maybe. Anyways, Isle of Cats. Great. Isle of Cats, another polyomino game. You have a boat. You're going to an island. You're going to save these cats from Captain Vash before he comes and he just slaughters all of them. I don't ah, know.
1: If, I don't know if that's actually just, the story. They just run away. They okay. don't get slaughtered.
0: He doesn't take them out to sea and then drown them, for sure.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Too dark. Too dark. Um, and we actually played with the kittens expansion, which uh, we we bought. We have all the expansions. Like, well, I guess we have most of them. I don't know. Um, and that was really fun. I liked the kittens one.
1: Yes, and I, I actually kept some of the lessons which are objectives that give you points at the end and usually i don't keep those and i lose very badly but this time i kept them and i actually got 50 points off them i was really proud of myself for doing
0: yeah that's she always gets frustrated because she's like i can never win because i can never do the objectives i never know what to do there and so this time she tried it and it worked out
1: it did i didn't win obviously because i was playing against riley but I did do pretty well for myself. I will say that.
0: Yeah. The game's cute. I love
1: oh, so cute.
0: collecting the cats. It's it is longer. I mean, we played three players. That was with your friend. This should have been in episode 1.
1: Yes, sorry. I didn't
0: I didn't know realize it either.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Wait, we played this game."
0: Yeah. So, but that was even that was probably the last game we played.
1: I think so. In our
0: in our real life right now. So, Yeah, Isle of Cats with that kin expansion. I'd love to play it with the Beast expansion, the module, and the events module, but it was a good start. It adds, like, just a little bit of stuff without making it complex.
1: Yeah, it was a good game. I enjoyed it, and I think Aletheia liked it, too.
0: Yeah. And that went, yeah. So, cool. All right. Segment? Okay,
1: we did it. I think that's all the games. That's
0: all the games. All right, let's start. So you're gonna give thumbs up, thumbs down. Ready? We'll Ready? start with patchwork. Thumbs up. Onitama. Thumbs down. <laughs> Canvas. Thumbs up. Solar draft. Thumbs up. Dust in the wings. Thumbs up. Farkle.
1: Little thumb in the middle.
0: <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Codenames Duet. Thumbs up. Regular codenames? names? Thumbs up. Snake Oil? Thumbs up. Rummy Cube? Thumb in the middle. Right. BuildZ? Thumbs up. Fallout Shelter? Thumbs up. Spirit Island?
1: Ooh, thumbs down.
0: Oh, uh, and the Nile of Cats? Thumbs up. Okay. Well, bravo. <laughs> Overall, a lot of thumbs up. You had what? Two middle thumbs and two down thumbs. Yeah. Thumbs down. I not I said it's too it too bad.
1: First. Yeah. Uh, so, we played a lot of games this summer. I didn't realize until it's like mapped out. Yeah. It's like, wow.
0: Yeah, when I, I was good. looking through it, I was impressed. Yeah. It's cool. I
1: feel like there's more. More that we're missing.
0: Yeah. I mean, the week before we recorded this, so technically two weeks from when this airs, I did the, a solo one where I talked about games that I played without you. oh there was uh, i played way more games with you than without you though
1: oh i feel special
0: yeah as you should all right that is it thank you so much for listening i've been riley you can follow me at on twitter and instagram at Riled nerd i'm more active on twitter
1: i'm kimmy and you can follow me on twitter or instagram but you'll probably want to follow like look at Riley's stuff and see what he tags me in
0: yeah. because it's
1: kind of hard to describe.
0: I'll tag her in the episode. She'll her Twitter handle will be in the episode description. So there's it's that It's
1: fake Kimberly, but it's just spelled funky.
0: Yeah. Cues and
1: yeah, I got some W's numbers in there. And- <laughs> no, I don't.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So another thing that we do together is friend and foe adventure co it's an actual play podcast of the tabletop RPG based in the world of borderlands. It's a lot of fun. It's very explicit. So don't listen to it. If you respect us at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but we, I have, at least I have a ton of fun doing that with, and it's with three other people, Kimmy, me and three other people that are awesome good time it's yeah we. Yeah, had, it's good we got to <laughs> kyle who is there uh who's mercurious in the game he was in town the other day and we he was playing a concert in his parents backyard type thing with like for his dad's birthday it was a big event like there was a lot of people there so he played and we went and we hung out listened to him he did awesome sounded beautiful playing the guitar and singing and then we just hung out and talked. And it was like the first time that Kimmy had met him in person. And the first time Matt had met him in person.
1: Cause we play online.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and he lives in North Dakota. Anyways, ramble, ramble. Um, so there's that. You can listen to friend Info adventure co wherever. If you like this podcast rate, review it, share it with your friends. You can rate it on Spotify. I think that there's not even enough ratings of this podcast on Spotify. i To show up because on Spotify, you have to have a certain amount before it actually starts popping up. So if you listen on Spotify, do me a favor and rate it there so that I can start to see reviews. I don't know if I would be a one star on there or a five star or a three star. Um, But on Apple, you know, I'm like a 4.5 or something. I got a one star for being an outspoken leftist.
1: You're like a 4.7 in my eyes.
0: Oh, thanks. (laughs) That's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me.
1: No, I ever said I was sweet.
0: <laughs> um, that's an inside joke for Kimmy and I. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's. I think that's everything. Yeah. Great. You. That's it. All right. Until next week. Keep, keep nerdy out. <laughs> Post episode, Riley here. I wanted to plug a game real quick. Kimmy and I earlier this year went to SaltCon. We met up with Tim Fowers and we got to playtest one of his upcoming games. At the time, he called it Fugitive 2, but now its official name is Run and it is going to Backerkit on Tuesday. If you sign up before Tuesday, you get a free map. So go do that ASAP and then you can decide whether or not you want to back it then. But we had a lot of fun doing it. One person plays as the fugitive trying to hit up their safe houses uh, and then get out of town before the dispatcher can find them. And they're in a helicopter, and they have different moves that they can do, uh, different abilities that they can use, and they're just trying to narrow down exactly where they are and then stun the fugitive. Some of these terms and some of these things might have changed from playtesting to final, but we had a lot of fun, so I assume it would only get better from there. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Go check it out. It's on Backerkit Tuesday. Bye!